Hi everyone, welcome to Chinese Whispers. This is where we demystify the People's Republic of China. We are Amal and Chotsna. We are foreign policy enthusiasts interested in understanding China. Like we promised last time, you were probably expecting an episode on the economics of China or the political economy of the country. But we are here with the great virus news and you getting another episode, another podcast on the coronavirus, or as we like to call it, the CCP virus. It has changed our lives in so many ways that, of course, a teeny weeny uh, shift in the podcast sequence shouldn't matter. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. So let's have another virus podcast and let's talk about the one thing that has been depressing all of us for so long now. Yeah. <laughs> Keeping us in our apartments and houses uh, and wherever we are. <laughs> but then we're learning a lot new things. I know now how to sweep floors and <laughs> I've learned new skills, how to cook. Yes, I'm sure. Yeah. Thank you, China. Well, I know. Yeah, well, I have the great experience of living in the middle of an apocalyptic scenario. I'm in New York City, so oh, you know yeah. how it feels. Mm. <laughs> we have the largest number of cases in the world right now. Or do you? We don't know. Uh, yeah, we don't know. There's one country that might on not point. be telling you too much about their cases. Yep. Well, actually, not just one, but at least one who's not yeah. telling us the full truth. Yes. And so let's start with that great country. Of course. Which the podcast is about. Yeah. Uh, so what are the origins about the virus? Mm -hmm. Some say it started from a bat and went to a human. Some say it went from a bat to a pangolin. Is it? So, um, you know, there was that disgusting video going around on the internet about this woman eating a bat like bat out of a soup right um yes. and then people were throwing all sorts of um commentary on how the virus originated out of something like this and then a lot of people said that this might not be true but then there is some truth to the fact that the wet markets of china have contributed to viruses in the past to to uh, pandemics for example the sars 2002 2004 um, outbreak was also a result of cross-species transmission of virus from a bat to a civet which is like a cat mm -hmm. which again likely happened because in china in some parts of china at least there is a culture um, of wildlife consumption and trade so the theory says that, you know, one theory says at least that um, in the Honan wet market in Wuhan, where, you know, all these live wild animals are kept very close to each other, um, the virus, the novel coronavirus, um, it, the transmission happened from a bat to a pangolin, which is this, you know, this animal with scales. And from there, it went on to a human who either ate that pangolin or was in close contact with it. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like none of that information can actually be trusted no. given the nature of the CCP. Like We have absolutely no clue. No. And wildlife consumption has been an issue in China for some time. Would you like to talk a little bit more about oh, has it? Has it? Has it really been an issue? Because so the thing is, uh, let's say traditional Chinese medicine mm -hmm. that talks about eating lots and lots of wild animals. Yeah. For example, these days they are propagating, at least CCP is propagating that uh, consuming the digestive juices of a bear oh, can yes. actually cure you of the coronavirus. Yeah. And this is not something mm -hmm. which random groups are saying, this is the government saying that. Yeah. So it 
has been an issue it has been a thing for a long time an issue maybe recently and mm. only in the eyes of the external observers maybe not that and maybe for the vegans of shanghai but yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so so the the wildlife consumption and trade industry in China is a multi-billion dollar industry. Um and it has its own lobby. So whenever the Chinese government says that it's banning wildlife consumption in China, suspiciously enough, the ban gets lifted after only some time. Uh and yes. Lo and behold, there is a pandemic somewhere in the world or uh, an epidemic which is caused because of because of this perpetual problem with wildlife consumption and trade in china so the virus is basically the chinese version of hafiz said or um the chinese version of terrorism i guess and while animal trading is hafiz said for them yeah i think uh, you could say that it's just that china's yeah yeah maybe <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing yeah so yeah basically again so this Uh, there's another theory going on apart from all this that this virus probably escaped from a lab the wuhan institute institute of virology which i'm sure mm. our listeners know very well by now yeah because global times has tweeted a lot about it in 2018 and all these tweets are suspiciously getting deleted from that account uh, and global times was gloating about how this is the largest uh, institute of virology in asia so yeah yeah and they call it a level 4 highest safety levels lab and safety in china is well it's chinese safety and we know how that is yeah <laughs> yep so you you one would never know whether this virus escaped or was indeed released mm-hmm. hard to tell what do you think i think 50 years down the line somebody will travel and will interview people who will be i don't know 70 80 years old then and they will tell from their memory from 50 years uh-huh. ago that oh yeah this happened i saw it happen <laughs> and there'll be investigative reports and stuff i'm i think that's what's going to happen yeah <laughs> the best i can do in this case yeah so yeah, yeah. you would never know whether it was from the wet market or it actually escaped a lab or you know as some chinese diplomats say it was actually inserted in wuhan by the american sorry the us army So oh, yes. yeah, <laughs> we would never really know about the true origins of uh, the virus because China is is the way it is. Exactly, it's like Katappa ne Bahubali ko kyu mara? Yeah, <laughs> that never be answered or whatever. But okay, but so moving on. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, but is that is that as important as uh, so? Figuring out the origin is important because you know it's important to maybe prevent future outbreaks. But then. maybe it's also important to locate the responsibility of china here and how the cover up in fact created the outbreak yeah and just to add to that actually like or rather taking a step back we need to find out the exact truth yeah unless and until we know the truth we there's no point in taking action or discussing things about yeah. it and like we know the truth we need to know the truth for that yeah now the ccp is an enemy of the truth it doesn't like truth at all so that's why we are yeah. this entire virus story is actually a very good snapshot of how the ccp operates and its crucial behavior internally yeah so uh, yeah i think it's important actually to to locate the ccp's role here because more than the virus itself 
what has been killing people all over the world is the outbreak of the of uh, coronavirus and what it has done is that it has uh, the hospitals have run out of capacity um, there are not enough uh, doctors um, to treat patients and it's just that you don't know whether you're carrying coronavirus because it doesn't show for some days so uh, the virus itself yes. uh, people have recovered but in countries like Italy there are not enough hospitals so people have the doctors have to decide who to give the bed to and who not to um, and it is like here. a war zone yeah it is here that we have to see that what caused the outbreak itself and not what caused the novel coronavirus to form and uh, mm -hmm. like it said that the r not of um, the coronavirus is 2 so that means if two people have coronavirus, the first two people who have coronavirus are likely to spread it to four and then to 16 and so on. So if the CCP had, or the Chinese state had reacted earlier, they would have been able to contain the virus, but they didn't. Yes. By the way, do you know that we have a very similar case in India? Hmm. Like a Tell very me. similar story of a coronavirus which came in from a bat and then tra got transmitted to a human being. Hmm. We have a story like that just two years ago. Okay. That's the Nipah virus outbreak oh, yeah. in Kerala. Yeah. There's a movie yeah. about that as well. Really? It's, it's called The okay. Virus, yeah. Okay. It really doesn't so give if I remember, about Okay, so if I remember the facts correctly, uh, it was spotted very soon. Like probably the first, the patient zero was admitted. The doctors alerted everyone. Mm. that this virus outbreak is there. Mm. I think some 2,000 people were quarantined, some 17 people died, unfortunately. And within two months, the epidemic was contained. Yeah. Quite unlike our great CCP, because, well, they didn't really... Well, they like, in CCP's context, they actually punished the doctor for saying that, hey, we have a problem. Yeah. In fact, <laughs> uh, perhaps the patient zero from here goes back to early December. And he was one yes. of the merchants at the, the seafood market, the one on wet market. And when he was admitted to this hospital and more patients were admitted to the hospital, all of them with similar symptoms and, you know, it, it didn't really look like a regular flu. Um, so the hospital authorities were questioned and scolded for spreading uh, rumors about mm -hmm. uh, which could hamper public um, law and order mm -hmm. and uh, yeah so this is in fact one of the doctors who later died was arrested just because he shared this information in a WeChat group about this new yeah. SARS-like virus yeah privately to other doctors yeah. like for that imagine yeah <laughs> I mean it's just amazing how censorship operates there mm -hmm. and Dr. Lee Wenliang actually became sort of a hero yeah We'll talk a little bit more about him yeah, later on. Mm -hmm. But then, I mean, this yeah. was not just, you know, arresting doctors. It was, in fact, China, when the news, when they told this to the WHO and everyone started to, to know about, oh, something's going on in Wuhan in China. China said, oh, don't worry. This is a virus that doesn't spread from human to human. And in fact, we've been taking very good care of it. So there is likely not going to be any outbreak. Um and if you're considering um, closing your borders to us, you know, you're doing something of great disrespect to us uh, because this is not likely to come to you and you just this shows that you do not trust us. 
Yeah, yeah. and they're doing the same thing right now. Yes. <laughs> hell, they can dish it out, but they cannot take it. Oh, these people. Yeah. In fact, anyway, I, yeah, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember, you know, just at the peak of, of um, the virus itself, there were so many videos of very brave people who were um, who were courageous enough to video everything that they were seeing um, in Wuhan. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they'd go to hospitals and there'd be no body bags and they'd, they'd put that up um, on social media and somehow... You know, in this part of the internet, you'll see that as well. And the world started, we all started to know about, okay, this is much worse than what China is telling us. Um, a yeah. lot more people are dying and China is not able to, to deal with this. But you know what's funny here? Like, for example, when they broke the news that, okay, something is off in Wuhan. Mm-hmm. And then I think one week or two weeks later, they blocked off the entire province. Like they yeah. locked down the entire province, mm-hmm. Hubei province. Yeah. That sort of gave me a hint that, okay, something is definitely yeah. off that is spreading faster than anybody can imagine. That's why they've had to lock down the entire province. Yes. And again... With, that was with, when I made... So, that was when I made the, like, the lucky decision I made to buy masks mm-hmm. before the demand had picked up in New York City. Well, I lived in Delhi, so I anyways had masks uh, because pollution <laughs> is very bad there. And yeah. Yeah, but, you know, this isn't just during the peak of the outbreak in China. In fact, even now, uh, when new cases are indeed, you know, showing up, in fact, there's a new strain of infection in China of um, the COVID-19. But China says, oh, there are no new cases of coronavirus in China. In fact, the only cases are the, what, quote-unquote, imported cases. In fact, you know, they're trying to portray it as, it's not our problem anymore. It's these people from Europe and North America who are bringing the virus to China. So, in fact, we're not going to allow any foreigners into our hotels and restaurants um, because, you know, that's apparently the only non-racist thing to do these days. (laughs) Yep. So, uh, just to sort of summarize this thing, uh, is CCP responsible for the outbreak? Yes. Is CCP responsible for the fact that the entire the in the entire world is struggling with this issue? An emphatic yes. Uh, are the Chinese people responsible for this? No. They're trying their best to fight this. Is the CCP which is blocking all sorts of information and playing all these nasty games with the people with the world actually? Yeah, the Chinese people are are of course the first victims of the CCP's um, horrible way of of ruling China. And, yeah, in fact, yeah, yeah. So, in fact, we have seen behavior which indicates that people largely do not trust their own government at all. Yeah, and yeah, so it's kind of crazy what's going on. Yeah, in fact, even the numbers when it comes to the um, death figures are in China are not very, very genuine because anything that comes out of China in terms of these numbers is usually not correct. There's a theory going around on Twitter that uh, millions of uh, China mobile subscribers unsubscribed um, from uh, the company during the time when um, when the virus was at, at its peak in China. So that suggests that did millions of people die? We don't know. But then there's yeah, another. It seems a little questionable. It does. Then. Yeah. Yeah, but then you know, fifteen million—that's the number. Yeah, Sorry. fifteen million is is a lot. That's just yeah, yeah. But then there's also a story about, in fact, last week uh, in Wuhan, there were 
queues and queues of people waiting outside of Wuhan funeral home, waiting for um, collecting the ashes of their loved ones. So that means that people are still dying when the CCP is telling us that there are no new cases in China and no new deaths in China uh, from the coronavirus. Yes, of course. Well, CCP will always keep keep saying, oh, sab changa si, sab <laughs> 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 You know where this yeah. statement comes from. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So according to a University of Southampton study, if, if China had reacted three weeks earlier, 95% of the cases that we're seeing in the world today would have been avoided. It's that bad. So when you say that it's a racist to call up China, um, uh, to call China responsible for um, something which is so devastatingly significant. It's it's not racist to call China responsible for uh, what's going on. It, it might be racist to call the Chinese people responsible for what's going on. In fact, yes. yeah, even if this came from their habit of wildlife consumption, it's because the state has failed to uh, legalize on on the consumption of our life. Yeah, or even regulate yeah. properly. They're unable to do, to do that. And our criticism is mainly for the insti- institution of CCP, yeah. which calls itself China for some reason. Yes. But yeah, that's how the problem is. Which is why we call the this virus the CCP virus and not really the Chinese virus. Yes, and henceforth we shall refer to it as the CCP yes, virus. Yes, now that we've explained it. Yes. Now, let's talk about how the CCP, the great and wonderful, uh, you know, the open-minded CCP, uh, bloody hijacked the WHO, uh, how that has happened and how WHO simply ended up parroting China's line. Yeah. So, um, so the CCP itself might be responsible for, for letting this become an outbreak and a, a pandem- pandemic, but the WHO also holds some responsibility because it was pretty much um, just repeating what the CCP was saying that oh sub si, don't worry don't <laughs> you know don't quarantine yourself as countries don't uh, uh, close your borders in fact you know the CCP also said that no human to human transmission happens and this was all happening in January as the first cases started appearing in countries like Thailand and the US and Germany and India um, and when when we started you know just uh, suspending flights from China the CCP said oh sorry the WHO said that oh this looks like an overreaction yep simply parroting the CCP line yeah and, uh, you know, this kind of makes me think CCP is like the Dementor, just gets into something, destroys it like a parasite mm. or something. It's just got into WHO, hijacked it and completely destroyed it. It's like, I don't, I will never trust the WHO again after this incident. Are you calling the CCP a virus? Yes. Okay. The CCP <laughs> virus and CCP is also a virus. Come on. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, just now, um, there was a a video of of an interview that went bad um, where a representative of the WHO was being questioned by a journalist about why the WHO actually supports the one China policy of the CCP. And the guy just like, oh, I can't hear your question. 
I don't know what you said. And then she said, oh, I can repeat it. And he's like, oh, I don't want that question. And then he just, and then just, he just hangs up on her. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yes, it's now the CHO, the Chinese health organization. Yes. Yeah. Which, Wonderful. In fact, just supports yeah. Chinese, um, the, the Chinese Communist Party's policies on Taiwan. Yeah, what's even more interesting is that CCP is more than willing to hijack everything that the world trusts and let tons and tons of people die mm. just to make sure its power is maintained, that it grabs more power in some way. Mm. It's like they're more than willing to grab power on things that are dying and just kill them along the way, but they're more than willing to grab power. Yeah, which is interesting because this is um, this sort of illiberal dominance on um, over institutions that we all trusted and relied on for so long is in fact killing these institutions and is killing the multilateral order and countries are now choosing to go alone or go with like-minded partners um, you'd see you know how India is cooperating say with the Indo-Pacific countries on on coronavirus yep now what about the reactions? I think this is the most fun part of the mm. podcast for me. It's like the reactions and the counter reactions that are going around. That the sort of a political, uh, I would call it Game of Thrones sort of a thing. Yeah. That's going on between different countries. Yeah. Uh, let's talk. Let's start with India first of all. I think. But yeah, but uh, I I'd, I'd like to put that out first. That before we cover these countries individually, there's one thing that we need to know that there are some very common trends that you'd see across these countries. So there's one section of, you'd, you'd call them the woke elite in all these countries that are just refusing um, to hear anything to do with China. That, oh, this is mm -hmm. something that we created because of our own inaction. Fine, you know, we might have our own problems. We might have uh, reacted late or maybe not have the correct policies in place because this, but then again, you know, think about it we might have not had the correct policies in place because we were just being given and fed with the wrong kind of information all that while. So we had to in yeah. encounter the virus ourselves to actually know what it is. Yep, that's true. And that too amongst people who have, you have no idea who's carrying the virus or not. Yeah. So it's like, it's hard to build out a proper policy against this sort of a thing. Yeah. So there are people who would just blatantly call you racist for even... Um, talking about the Chinese responsibility when it comes to the outbreak. But like we said, it's not really the Chinese people. It's more to do with the party and the state system. Mm -hmm. Yeah. With, with India, um, something unprecedented has happened. So we have already a very complicated history with China. and It goes back all the way to the 1950s to 1962, that humiliation and the way China sort of firmly entered India's um, strategic calculus but over the years that relationship became a lot more complex in terms of you know there was cooperation and then there was uh, competition as well but more or less people were not as interested in China apart from maybe oh you know whenever you if you talk to a lay person in India about China they bring up 1962 but nothing beyond it they might just talk about China's nexus with Pakistan because in India, uh, foreign policy, at least on um, 
popular discussion on foreign policy has a very strong Pakistan flavor. But within days of the outbreak in India, you're seeing WhatsApp forwards of, um, about the CCP's role in this becoming an outbreak, uh, a pandemic. Uh, you're seeing people like Amitabh Bachchan and other Bollywood writers sharing um, tweets about, retweeting tweets about the WHO's role, um, Dr. Tedros and how he in fact covered up for China. Um, Dr. Tedros is one of the directors, the director general of the WHO. Um, this is something that I haven't seen in recent years in India. No one is interested ab about the CCP. They haven't been so popularly mobilized against it. Um, and years of bullying by China wasn't able to mobilize an average Indians against it the way this CCP-created virus did. Because it's, in, yeah. it's, it's affected all of us. Yeah, that's what is fascinating. The sort of an anti-China trend that we see. Yeah. It's like literally pointing out and like the photograph of Xi Jinping has become so popular. Is blaming him as the one who has caused all the problems and stuff. Yeah, there's so many memes about it as well. Yeah, it has taken in the popular narrative and like from the geopolitical perspective, if China is will, will try to have a good relationship with India mm. and if our politicians want to, it'll be rather difficult for them yeah. to explain to the public that why we should have good relationship with China in the first place. Yeah, so if that uh, creeps into the way the Indian electorate decides um, who they're going to vote for, China will become an even more important issue when it comes to um, Indian foreign policy, at least on like popular fronts. Yeah, exactly. And we are seeing something like that in the U.S. picking up over and over, Yeah, actually. That, for example, in New York City, there's a very, like, one extreme that we see is racist attacks on East Asian people. Like, literally, East Asians are getting punched, mm. which is horrible. Mm. Uh, but it does indicate that there is a very strong anti-CCP, at least anti-China sentiment. And the more, uh, what do you call that, people who understand politics much more are clearly saying CCP is responsible. Communist Party is responsible. So this doesn't look pretty for China in any way possible. Yeah. Maybe they can push their influence in smaller, you know, like not as democratic countries, hmm. like our favorite Pakistan. Yeah. But I don't think they can manage this very well over the long term. Uh, hey, just on that note, in fact, even... A lot of Pakistanis are pissed off um, with their <laughs> iron brother. There was this amazing uh, Twitter exchange between uh, Chinese bots or, I don't know, real people and um, and a Pakistani guy where, mm -hmm. you know, the, he said, oh, this is the Chinese virus, the Pakistani guy said. And the, the Chinese guy says, oh, yeah, just like it's Indian Kashmir. <laughs> and, and the Pakistani guy somehow says, Oh, then it's an Indian Tibet as well. And I, in my heart, I was like, oh, thank you. But we never asked for it. <laughs> yeah, that's the funny thing. It's like if they fight, we are the greatest winners there. Yeah. It's like it's our victory if they fight. It's almost like they're fighting over what territory should go to India. <laughs> like both of both these countries, which are always fighting for territory from India, are saying, oh, we'll give yours to India. And then like, oh, we'll give yours to India. <laughs> 
this is literally the definition of bandarbad yeah probably. yeah and the cat comes in <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> we'll be the cat, we'll be the monkey in this case yeah but okay but it's interesting it'll be very interesting if even pakistan has a difficult time sort of having a pro china policy but you know which like mm. public opinion will be so anti china like even cpec will have an issue with that yeah but then again yeah, there uh, yeah it's it's a lot like you said it's not exactly a democracy so public opinion maybe is not as important there as it is in countries like india or the us or italy for that matter yes now let's look at what our like i would say our new favorite uh, <laughs> twitter personality is saying these days it was asif gafur previously from pakistan yeah. but now i think mr jawli jian is actively taking his place yeah leaps ahead <laughs> let's Leaf call him mohammed chao please okay mohammed lijian chao yes perfect <laughs> yes so yeah i mean this indians we've known him for some time he's the guy who used to get all the free stuff in pakistan when he'd been walking there um and then he'd write emotional messages on twitter about how this reflects uh, you know higher than the himalayas and deeper than the oceans friendship between those two countries but this guy you guys um yeah so he again because the virus has infected now how many people some more than half yeah more than half the mill yeah and it it is for so many people such a life changing event that and everyone's talking about it is it's it's completely altered the way we work and the way we uh, our cities operate nowadays about half the world is in lockdown so he um, grabbed on the opportunity to completely change the narrative and completely change the history and he's blaming the americans for creating this virus <laughs> the us military brought in right yes and he shared a shower thought from someone called lizard king uh, this on is Twitter. i'm not kidding you this guy is the foreign uh, the ministry of foreign affairs spokesperson someone who's holds a respectable position sharing a, a shower thought from a lizard king saying that i really think covid-19 has been here in america for a while do you guys remember how sick everyone was during the holidays and how everyone was saying that they had the flu and flu shot didn't work and this guy says hmm this means that the american military planted the virus in wuhan gotcha yes <laughs> you know let me plant a flag here okay yeah so we so first of all we have known this guy as a proper twitter troll yeah we've known as him. a as a deputy ambassador for pakistan from for china to pakistan for a while yeah i was personally amazed that this guy was picked to become a foreign ministry spokesperson like they picked an actual twitter troll to become that hmm. first of all like a very virulent hateful character that says a lot about china right now yeah. like how ccp operates Hmm. It's like they're picking all the virulent hateful loyalists to run the country. It's basically becoming Pakistan in a way. Yeah. But then second, hmm. sorry? No, no, yeah. Go on. Yeah, and then secondly, now they're trying to lie from in any way. It's like it, it, this sort of a thing only talks about desperation that they picked up some random person lizard king. It was actually a woman by the way. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> lizard she queen. She's like I don't know 100. Sorry? Lizard queen. Okay, but uh, she had like I don't know hundred, two hundred followers on Twitter, and just some random thought which she gave out, and yeah, 
that has suddenly become policy decisions for mm. the ccp <laughs> is if that's how yeah. china operates i must wish with them good luck yeah. in this context <laughs> but <laughs> now you're seeing these guys uh, trend american virus or us virus on twitter and completely trying to change the narrative um but he's not the only one at work global times has and, and just look at the audacity of this that he's the global times has tried to project um the origin of the virus from italy in fact where thousands um are have have died that there's no space for um in hospitals and global times said oh suspiciously enough there was a virus going around in italy some months ago where which was which was uh, very different from a regular flu um so these people they've been at it for some time and the other diplomats have done that as well so um just the actual twitter account of the chinese embassy in brazil uh called the mm-hmm. brazilian equivalent of donald trump junior um as someone who mm-hmm. has a mental virus um <laughs> yeah yeah you know what this reminds me of mm-hmm. it's literally ye duniya pital di o baby doll mein sone oh you brought up kanika kapoor i did <laughs> <laughs> who has also tested positive now yeah <laughs> I mean what is this baby doll mentality they have like it's just amazing it's like fact finding has gone to hell in this yeah. context I mean not just just name calling you don't go and tell the son of the president of Brazil that oh you have a mental virus that you brought to Brazil from Miami <laughs> but again to be fair uh, this is how ccp operates internally and gets away with it yeah they somehow think that they can behave the same way in the whole world and people will respect them for that it's like, like no <laughs> But okay. I mean in fact I mean if this wasn't uh, insensitive enough one of the diplomats in fact uh, told that shutting borders to chinese tourists and chinese visitors was akin to denying um refuge to holocaust survivors and guess wow. who was this diplomat uh I hope not Lijian Zhao no. somebody <laughs> was it yeah so this guy who had the balls to talk about holocaust survivors um was in fact the ambassador of china in israel really yeah. amazing amazing yeah and then these people say oh you've heard the feelings of the chinese yeah, people yeah i know yeah, it's I'm only the feelings of the chinese people that matter and of course not of of the jews or anyone else yeah or anybody else doesn't matter yeah i mean like just i i i'm i'm getting words in my mind which i can't really say publicly yeah. so let me just take a deep breath from that perspective <laughs> and in fact uh, they're banning so now that you know at least um from the figures that they've told us um america is leading um the chinese coronavirus infections globally so you know just um good-natured and well-meaning chinese people on on weibo were posting you know, stuff like stay strong america so what did the china uh, chinese communist party do they banned that phrase completely stay strong america because they don't want america to stay strong and they don't want the chinese people to have any softer feelings towards um yeah. towards the us and they have been building up for this yeah it's like for the last few years if you just watch the movies that are be- becoming popular in china supposedly popular at least mm-hmm. 
it's all like oh us chinese people are awesome and we'll attack america and not exactly like bl- like bluntly yeah. saying that but there's a very subtle message there as in we'll replace yeah yes we will mm. replace america sorry yeah my yeah. mistake and we will be the superpower and stuff yeah. like that so it's like that hatred has gone so deep that they, yeah. they can't even wish their adversary well yeah but alongside well. you know this hatred they're also trying to be a good cop um so they're mm. saying oh well you know we're the only adults in the room we're not the ones who are screaming on top of our voices that this is a chinese virus or this is a virus from um uh, uh, you know eating bats we in fact are the people who want cooperation and we want to save lives uh, we are not racist like that one guy in that certain country <laughs> this just makes me think like do they ever stand up and look at how their propaganda their nonsense is being viewed at or what are the metrics of people's responses like i don't think they're looking at anything <laughs> just mm. you know in the little worlds just talking and speaking and i don't know what else they're doing there <laughs> yeah i think uh, they know that which is why mm-hmm. they always have an alternate strand of narrative ready to project th- themselves as like we are just standing for our own rights and our own dignity but we also want to save lives so yeah <laughs> yeah right just wonderful yeah like the uh, ambassador in the us um a, um a journalist caught him to say that shao was being crazy on twitter and then next thing you see on global times they say oh this just reflects the diversity of china that you can have diverse viewpoints one ambassador says this and legion jiao says something else so, <laughs> yeah this is how they spin things that's so cute you know i know <laughs> diversity that we have diversity of viewpoints just like pakistan says oh we have a democracy look yeah we have votes and yeah. we have politicians <laughs> arguing yeah, yeah. Oh, look at the, these this white girl who comes here as a blogger and has a fun time yeah. <laughs> yeah that reminds me in fact china has been throwing sweet treats at at some of these loyal countries you know look at this guy playing park sarzameen on his violin uh, because pakistan has been so supportive of china as he fight this war against american virus um and maybe also while you're at it look at this clip of uh, fake clip by the way of italians mm-hmm. who are singing grazie china from their balconies uh, because we okay. made them purchase so much uh, medical equipment from them. <laughs> and we are profiting out of that yes yeah. wonderful so therefore they're saying to us grazie china yeah yes such a wonderful heartwarming story oh, that wow. we get oh wow oh it's like oh man and even like how did pakistan help by smuggling 20 million masks their whatever that health secretary that they have zafar mirza yeah and in fact uh, the <laughs> chinese consulate in um, karachi when alibaba donated um, n95 masks of 50000 n95 masks to china mm-hmm. they said mm-hmm. oh we want the chief minister of sins to be present at the handover ceremony for masks um, okay. so to show how um, how important this relationship is and how china is trying to help pakistan out of this misery <laughs> you know that reminds me the best sweet treat was i think given by one of our mps who was have that? you seen that video of uh, ramdas athawale 
with the Chinese consulate general of Mumbai. Oh, go Corona go. Saying Corona go. Yes, of course I'll say that. That was the yeah. best one. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I mean, just imagine the Chinese diplomat is just standing with so yeah. many other people and just singing Corona yeah. go. He looked go visibly corona. uncomfortable though. I have to give it to him. <laughs> Exactly. It's like he has no idea what's going on. <laughs> he was anyways just yeah, he was chiming along. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. PR forms a very important uh, part of China trying to change the narrative. So like I said, they've been televised ceremonies of to hand over donations of masks um where they request VIPs to be present. In fact, even for purchases of medical equipment, they want the VIPs to be present. So when um, the Prime Minister of Hungary, Viktor Orban, he went to the airport to welcome 60 tons of uh, prevention materials purchased from China. So Hungary paid for these things, but the Prime Minister had to be mm-hmm. present to receive them. This is how much respect they give to you. And then they televised the whole thing and put it up on Twitter. <laughs> well, propaganda is the top priority right now, yeah. for whatever reason. <laughs> but They forgot basic humanity. Yeah, but you know, that's not it. In fact, some of this material has, in fact, turned out to be faulty uh, when it comes to testing kits in Spain, Turkey, Ukraine. Uh, they just are sending fault, faulty testing kits, which they're making these countries to buy from China and say, mm-hmm. uh, thank you, China, for faulty testing kits. <laughs> and then return those yeah. testing kits. And then put it up on Twitter. Like, oh, wow, look, we're helping out. <laughs> <laughs> I think Czech Republic and Spain have returned their testing kits, right? Which they bought yeah. from China. It's like yeah, 80% yeah, they turned have. out to give yes. false results. Yeah. <laughs> it's just amazing how this works. Yeah. Uh, I mean, made in China 2025. Perfect for that. In fact, yes. uh, <laughs> just speaking of testing kits, in fact, this could be a reason, faulty testing kits could be a reason why. Um, some, one of the reasons why the death figures were lower than what was expected um, in China because maybe the results weren't showing and suddenly people were dying and you would think they're dying of other reasons. Oh, you mean the infected numbers? Yeah. Not the death figures? Yeah, and if, if eventually also the death figures. Yeah, well, Yeah. I mean, it's China. You can yeah. massage any data and you can just show whatever you want to show. Yeah. But uh, like, if I remember right, yeah. they like the virus could do math. Like every day, only two point one percent of the people died. So <laughs> it was perfect mathematics that the virus did. Yeah, uh, amazing. Amazing. <laughs> just just stuck to the R naught. Yeah. Of the virus. Of okay. Anyway, uh, yeah. On on these uh, medical supplies that these countries have been purchasing and dancing um, about at airports. Um, in fact, there are reports that China actually hoarded all these supplies from other countries in early February only to then make these countries buy them again from China and then for China to make a big deal out of it. Yep. In Australia... Such a trustworthy yeah. country. Yeah, in Australia, for example, there was this Chinese-backed property company um, which ordered, um, which bulk bought medical supplies and then shipped them to China. This happened way back in February, and then, in fact, there are reports of Chinese expats sending lots of masks and other things to China uh, in bulk. Mm -hmm. I've seen that. Yeah. 
like literally people ordering a hundred thousand masks together in the U.S. So and sending them back. Yeah, it's crazy how they do these things mm-hmm. and literally profiting off death. Wonderful. Yeah, but then we have to say thank you, China. Oh yes, grazie China. <laughs> grazie China. <laughs> we have to say that for yeah. sure. <laughs> Just like thank you, Rahi yeah. Sharif, isn't it? Yeah. I I wonder when are they releasing a song about coronavirus and how China helped the world um, deal with this? <laughs> I just hope it's not as annoying as the Belt and Road song. Oh, I am sure it'll be worse. Yeah, <laughs> There'll be oh, one guy who'll be wearing a coronavirus outfit and then the others are fighting it and then suddenly Xi Jinping walks <laughs> over. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make that parody video once. Yeah, we should. Like just dress somebody up as Xi Jinping. <laughs> okay, that'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure somebody will make this. Some media outlet will make this. Yeah. To sort of make fun yeah. of them. But okay, let's uh, move on to what is happening in China internally right mm-hmm. now. So as you might expect, people are, well, people, they're not all that stupid as some of us, some, some of us might think. They can see the reality. They can see how things are going on. They can see that when they are under threat, can they trust the party or not? And we are seeing a lot of evidence that they cannot really trust the party, like not even remotely. Mm. They are... Like there are lots of cases of protests and clashes with the police. The whatever the minimal amounts of videos have appeared is that, for example, the Jiangxi province and the Hubei province border. There, there was an issue where uh, actually the Hubei the the Hubei population got angry at the Jiangxi police, and they started uh, mm. turning down, like turning yeah. over their cars, yelling, etc. And that was mainly because Jiangxi police was erecting border, erecting ba- barricades mm. to make sure that nobody from Hubei crosses over to Jiangxi. Mm. <laughs> so it's like internal racism happening even there. Yeah. Like literally. <laughs> and, oh, and that, that doesn't hurt the feelings of the Chinese people, I'm pretty sure. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah, that, that's so, an interesting point because uh, the lockdown in Wuhan apparently uh, got over um, recently. So why is the Jiangxi mm-hmm. province now banning people from, from Hubei to cross over? Is it because, because they're fearing mm-hmm. a second down in, of infection? Which well, others simply because about? the provinces don't trust each other. Yeah. <laughs> like not even remotely. I mean, during the economic situation, the cities try to outcompete each other by with lowering their tax rates. Mm-hmm. And they completely made each other bankrupt in this process. Wow. Mm-hmm. So there's very minimal trust there. Wow. Yeah. Very minimal. Yeah. So that's why it's like the provinces themselves don't trust each other in this in this context. Yeah. And these people. In fact. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now let's talk about the broader leadership issues. Mm. You might expect that if let's say if in India such a thing breaks out and let's say the BJP is accused of being incompetent, there'll be calls for Modi to resign. I mean, there have been calls for Modi to resign over small issues, like even the CA protests, mm. oh, Modi resign and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah. So obviously, yeah, sorry? Yeah, all the time. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So obviously there are calls for Xi Jinping to resign and by rather important senior people who have by now, quote unquote, disappeared, mm. maybe gone into a re-education camp, we don't know. Yeah. But that's basically what is happening, that Xi Jinping's leadership crisis is leadership is under very serious question even though the ccp is trying to portray xi jinping as the leader as the great leader who solved this crisis and stuff like that Mm. because well he has taken all power in his own hands as we described in the previous episode yeah 
and one thing is rather interesting that oftentimes we say that the audacity of the oppressor and the silence of the oppressed go hand in hand hmm. but in this case the oppressed are not really willing to be all that silent because on the other side they see death is that either i'm going to die by the virus or i'm going to die under the hands of the communist party i might as well raise my voice and that's why we see so many people raising their voices the citizen journalists were posting videos online during the peak of the outbreak yeah. and they are risking death in this yeah. process because they know that on the other side they also have death yeah. so <laughs> kind of a crazy situation mm. so uh, let's look at for example the doctor yeah. like they made the doctor lee wan liang the guy who first pointed out or rather was sort of arrested or something mm. for reprimanded uh, pointing it out yeah yeah sorry reprimanded and then detained yeah, yeah. yeah for sort of pointing out that there is a problem to some of his fellow doctors mm-hmm. and the fact that people made him a hero it indicates that people are angry with the party's behavior yeah and uh, they are blaming it on everybody else yeah. and uh, the ccp has a problem there <laughs> which i don't know how much they understand but they are pretty sure they pretty know very well that they have a problem yeah with uh, public perceptions mm. Yeah. and they're trying to change that uh, like they've always done by blaming it on uh, junior officers who were in Wuhan at the time so there's a global times article on the need to reflect and the need for accountability after Wenliang's death <laughs> so they said maybe because he was um, detained for rumor mongering maybe we could just reinterpret rumor mongering in fact uh, lee was a C- uh, was a communist party member and he was a die hard patriot so people who oh, were wow. trying to exploit him for their own vested interests uh, should just go to hell and in fact uh, he was never against the system he loved the system um, and our uh, central authorities of of china of prc they've conducted an investigation and they found out that uh, in fact um, some of the information that he posted he posted without really giving in much thought and there was um an inaccurate understanding of pneumonia um and he didn't consult with anyone else so maybe that's well. why uh, he was arrested but then he didn't want to obviously disrupt peace uh, and public order uh, in wuhan because he was a communist party member and he loved the party yeah so they've again you know they've banked on the fact that um people were angry at his death so they saying oh in fact yeah even we are angry at his death maybe we should change this um the way we talk about rumor mongering yep yeah and just to inform our viewers like especially people living in democracies might think like why is this a, why is this such a big deal hmm. like why did they first of all arrest or reprimand him for just saying something to his fellow doctors and then why are they not trying to flip the coin in yeah. this case well it's a the, the fact is that in typical democratic countries you have one state and one society the society is usually strong enough to accept the the fallacies of the state mm. it's like okay the state messes up so the society just simply votes the state out or i mean votes the 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 people running the state out in, in china's case the state assumes all the responsibility Hmm. because they and that's how they grab power for themselves and whenever the state messes up the 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 society wants the state out yeah and or rather the people running the state out well in this case the people will always be there because it's a it's an absolute power sort of a model of the ccp 
So that's why they have to play these nimble propaganda games to somehow maintain a good perception of themselves. Yeah. And that's what they call the face, that they have to maintain a face in their own country. Hmm. Because their uh, position relies on that, on yeah. perception. And, and just the last topic on this, that the economy, hmm. about this obviously has issues in the, in the Chinese economy, which has been under severe stress for a long time. Like, for example, I saw one tweet by apparently one Chinese small business owner in Shanghai. He said that for the last three months, he has received zero orders for his business. If in another three months, he doesn't get anything, well, mm. his business will close down. Mm. So if this is the case, well, the economy is under very serious trouble. And as we just explained for CCP, if the economy goes bad, they'll automatically blame the state. Yeah. And that is something which the CCP cannot digest. Mm. So that's why the CCP is pushing people to go to work at any cost yeah. so that the economy starts running. Mm. And they're also trying to maintain this perception outside that, oh, the economy is running and things are awesome, mm. which obviously they're not. And uh, that's when also they are having some other funny takes on how to make, how to portray that the economy is awesome. For example, they're pushing the, like, like in Zhejiang province, one case, a few cases came out where they had pushed the individual companies with electricity targets. That is because economic yeah. activity shows up in electricity data. Oh, wow. The companies were forced to run their machines and turn on their lights and fans with no production. Fantastic. Like just consuming yeah. the electricity for fun. Just to show that, oh, hey, we are having some economic activity here. What would Greta Thunberg say? <laughs> well, nothing. She doesn't <laughs> say anything about yeah. China. For whatever reason. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's what is going on. So I would say take their, you know, their economic data with, I would say, a huge truckload of salt. Because we don't know what's, what's yeah. there. Most likely it's still bad. Yeah. So essentially they're just telling people that, oh, drink that bare bile juice and come to work and meet the productivity quotas. <laughs> yeah. And stay away yeah. from the American virus. Of course. Yeah. The so-called American <laughs> virus. Isn't it? Yeah, so that's all for today, guys. More on China in our next episode where we'll be covering, um, well, whatever we'll be covering because we live in such uncertain times. Uh, <laughs> we'll keep you posted on that. Um, yeah. Do send us your feedback and comments. We'll link our Twitter below in the description. Also, feel free to send us questions that you'd like to see addressed. If you like this podcast, do share the link and subscribe to our channel. Until next time, see you and thank you.